What's going on? What's going on, beautiful people? Welcome to another episode of Your Energy, Your World with myself and Anthony D. Collins out of Chicago. I uh, hope this good Saturday morning is doing you guys great and t- treating you guys well. The uh, atmosphere in the uh, the weather here in New Orleans is at 70 with a breeze. Real good, real good. What's going on, Mr. Anthony Collins? What's going on, brother? Oh, I can't call it, brother. Man, I'm I'm, in, I'm enjoying the fact that that weather you got, brother, because ours just keep going <laughs> up and down here in Chicago. I think we got like a good 68-degree day here, but tomorrow it might be 45. But other than that, man, I'm good, man. How you living? I'm good, man. I'm good. I'm good. I'm living, living good, man. Living good, living good, man. For the good folks out there, man. Hopefully, we uh, we pushing out this good energy this morning for them. Um, at the same time, as actually uh, bringing them a little uh, a little clarity to this uh, this topic that we got going on here. The line between disagreement and hating. The line mm-hmm. between disagreement and hating. Um, it's something that you actually spoke about on uh, on the last uh, show a couple of weeks ago. Jack and Jack right. to get a cake. 
It's just that, hey, this is totally against our principles, and we're not going to do it. It's morally wrong. And I, There's I think nothing that says that I hate you because I don't know you. And I believe we've that? seen, no, I was just saying, I think we've seen some good examples of that. Um, I believe the owner of um, that chicken fillet, I think, what is it called, chicken fillet place? Chick-fil-A, yeah. I believe that owner um, said something against uh, homosexuals, and, it, it, you know, it was a big deal of what he said. And all he said was that he doesn't approve of the lifestyle or don't understand right. the lifestyle. And, man, they took that to heart. Like, they were trying to boycott his business and all all that type of stuff. Exactly. And I don't I don't see where it was a problem for him because if anyone who knows Chick fil A and all that stuff, everyone knows if you you feeding for Chick fil A on a Sunday, that shit's not gonna happen. Right. Every single Chick fil A closes on Sundays. They do not open on right. Sundays. So this okay. guy that's his principles, that's his beliefs. Mhm. They don't open on Sunday. So I don't I didn't see the, what, what was the, the, the backlash on that. You know what I'm saying? Like what was what was the what was the issue? Right. You know? Well, I mean, today, uh, I mean, they know, you know this guy was a Christian, so couldn't you know they couldn't um, they couldn't be surprised. I wasn't surprised. Like shit, he didn't right. want to sell it. He didn't want to sell you no chicken. He didn't want to sell you no chicken. <laughs> right. Well, unfortunately, man, today like everything is based off our words. It's not even so much based off our actions. You can be. A, a what a lot of people would consider to be a, a great person, a great character, but if you disagree with something um, that it seems to be the norm today for some people, then mm-hmm. all of a sudden you're an outcast, or or you're not you're not going along with what should be going along with, and it's totally unfair because we should all be able to have our different um, beliefs, um, faiths, whatever it is, without having to be um, forced to like something or dislike something or whatever the case may be. But that's the world we live in. And then as far as you was talking earlier about the word hate, you know, people hating on me or hater and this and this and that. When you think uh-huh. back probably like five or ten years ago, almost every rap song had that verse in it. Like, man, people hating on me or they hating on my woman or yeah. hating on my style. So when you look at it, that's just the energy that's being taken place. So then you take regular people like me and you and other people, we started picking up on that language, like, man, they hating on me, or this person hating on me, or this group hating on me, and now it is what it is today, and a lot of people do not know the difference. They simply do not know the difference, and I get it because at one point in my life, I didn't, and I think that's why we're having this show to help people identify the difference between us having a disagreement, actually hating someone or something or a group. Exactly, exactly. I'll I'll give another example, man. When we talk about we talk about Eric Holder, you remember Eric Holder, the Attorney General? Yes. Yeah. You know, you know he, you know he resigned. So when he resigned, mm-hmm. all you saw on social media was, okay, here come the hate. Haters won. The haters won. What do you mean? Maybe this man was 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 in opposition to the president. Mm-hmm. Say, you know what? Hey, this is not working for me. I can't do this anymore. So I'm going to resign. Mm-hmm. What does that have mm-hmm. to do with the haters won? Now, what does mm-hmm. what does that have to do with the policies that he was trying to get, you know, pushed across as far as in the justice system? You understand what I'm saying? Right. Maybe this guy oh, yeah. got tired of going back and forth, and he couldn't get, you know, things that he believed in done with this administration, and he just walked away. That's now, just like walking away from a, from a job, resigning from a job. I don't understand what mm-hmm. with hating. Here come the haters. I don't understand what what that has to do with uh, one thing has to do with the other. You know, right. regardless of the policy decisions or what have you, or the political moves, you know, the controversy or the disagreements or him going to Ferguson or not going to Ferguson, that has nothing to do with hate and haters. I don't get it. Well, how about it could have been just something simple as that he was tired or he had some family issues or he could have been ill. or We don't really know. We never really know what goes on when stuff like that happens. I mean, they, they tell us their version, but it could have been something as personal as just he had family issues that he wanted to deal with. So we don't know why he really resigned. We never exactly. may never really know. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, you know, it's just – but, again, it goes back to what we've been, like, you know, spoon-fed. Even like um, the whole the whole thing with the show Empire, 
you know, it's getting to the point now, right. and, 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 and I, you know, it, it kills me because, you know, I don't watch it. I have not watched it. I've seen the snippets of it. Like, and the only time I see snippets of like, if I go over somebody's house, they might have it uh-huh. on. But I cannot see, and this is, this is just me, I cannot see how me as a man can sit there and watch a whole episode when I normally see two dudes about to kiss. I mean, having a full-blown <laughs> damn near sex scene. And I'm looking around at the other dudes exactly. in the room like, how y'all watching this shit? You know what I'm saying? Exactly. But that's just me. That's my view. But at the same time, that doesn't mean that I hate them or I hate the show. I just disagree with the show. You know, you I, don't, I don't need to watch the show. That's you just going to give them a long side eye. That's all. Damn, bro. You want to talk about something? Yeah. That's something you want to get off yeah. the chest. You know, Man, I mean, but, but, I, I don't get that. Right. Let's talk about... And that's even like for me for... Um, let, me just, let me just add this real quick. That's even for me because I used to... I actually used to watch Scandal um, the first season and maybe half of the second season. I actually was watching mm-hmm. that show um, faithfully until they started putting it to a point where um, that old man and that other dude, they actually started having, like, their own sex scenes and shit like that. That was a bit much for me because it used to just be where they might come home from work and say something and talk about something, and then it goes right to another scene, or it'd be something like a phone call, and it goes to another scene. I was able to deal with that. But then when they actually started coming home and sitting on each other's laughs and hugging and kissing and all that shit, I'm like, well, I guess yeah. I can't watch Scandal uh, anymore. Yeah, well, with Scandal, I'm not going to even front on it. I've seen a preview of the white guy who was playing the president and um, pushing the sister, Carrie Hilson, Carrie whatever her name is, into yeah, yeah, yeah. into um, into a closet, a hall closet having sex with her. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I, couldn't, mm-hmm. I couldn't get with that. I couldn't get mm-hmm. with that at all. I so I left it alone I and... I was truly, I was truly troubled by it to know that a sister, you know, wrote that. So I'm like, what, what, what message are you trying to send? So I couldn't yeah. get into it. Yeah, I, I agree. You I know, actually like the government that stuff part of it. I like the, you know, some yeah. of the, <laughs> the the government secrets of it and stuff. It, it was, it was cool. Like I say, for like that season and a half. But when they started turning the page like that, just that's just me. Now again, does exactly. that mean I hate the show? I, I, I'm actually a, a big Kerry Washington fan when she was doing Save the Dance and, and a whole bunch of other stuff she was doing back in the day when she was just mm-hmm. barely coming up. Like, I used to always just, you know, like her simple look to wear right. a bunch of makeup. I, I've always been a fan of hers, and I'm glad that she's having the success that she's having. I just don't agree with that particular show or that particular scene. I don't want to see that. That's exactly. all. But you know, you, you know, I'm a huge, huge quote fanatic. I love writing quotes. I love reading quotes from, um, you know, from scholars, you know, go way back. And there's this mm-hmm. one quote by uh, Rick Warren that that uh, that'll sum up this entire thing on uh, disagreement and, and hate. And it reads: Our culture has accepted two huge lies. The first is mm. that if you disagree with someone's lifestyle. You must fear or hate them. The second is mm-hmm. that to love someone means you agree with everything they believe or do. Both are nonsense. You don't have to compromise. You don't have to comp- you don't have to compromise conviction to be compassionate. Mm-hmm. Again, you don't have to compromise conviction to be compassionate. Mm-hmm. We 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 and and, and yeah. that's why. When you think about it, man, um, we live in a world where if there was a line where it says comforting truths or comforting lies and mm-hmm. truth, just, just straight up honesty, just the brutal truth, that line with mm-hmm. the brutal truth in it is going to be empty as shit. The comforting <laughs> lies, it's going to be a line around the corner like you're giving away, yeah, like you're giving away fried chicken in the hood. That's real talk. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I, I, I ain't gonna even lie to you. So, sometimes I'm gonna tread softly in that in that uh, that brutal truth line. Sometimes I don't even feel like hearing the brutal truth. <laughs> it just, it, I, I can't it depends do it, on what side of the bed. It depends on what side right. of the bed I wake up on. Sometimes I'm like, oh shit, I don't want this truth today. <laughs> yeah. But now you're does. right though. I mean, I'm just joking, man. I agree with you. Yeah, 100%, I know. I know. You know, the best, the best 
being comfortable feels good, man. Let's just be honest. Being comfortable exactly. feels great. It feels fantastic. So when you get in a place in your own personal realm, your own personal life, where you have to do something that's uncomfortable, but you know it's going to improve your life, then it's a problem because you like, man, I, I, I love sitting in this chair. I love sitting in this chair, but when you go to the doctor, this, this they're going to be like, this chair hurts your back. You keep sitting in this uh-huh. chair. You know what I'm saying? You, you're going to continue to have these back pains, and before you know it, when you're 50, you're not going to be able to walk on your own. But I love this chair. This chair is so comfortable. You see what I'm saying? That's just how exactly. we are with everyday things in life. Exactly. And, and, you know, the thing about it, man, and I, I walked away from, from, from that a long time ago, but I had I had trouble with the, with the truth. You know, uh, someone telling me what I was doing or who I was or, all these women I ran and doing this to them and doing that and all I ran away from mm-hmm. that for years. But when I finally faced it, I was like, "Damn, you know what? You really are a mess, man. You really that, right. that what they say is really true." Once right. I was able to get in front of that, dude, I walk outside. I could walk outside butt ass naked and don't give a damn. You understand <laughs> what I'm saying? That's my truth. Yeah, no doubt. Right. That that's my truth and. That the, with this hating thing, just because, just because we disagree on things, I'm sure we've disagreed on certain things. Lisa mm-hmm. and I disagree all the time, but that does mm-hmm. not mean that I'm hating. That means that I just don't disagree with that. You know, and you right. talked back to, to how it started in, 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 in rhymes and raps and all that stuff. And, oh, they hate no, they hate on my style. Well, maybe your style looking like, hey man, that turquoise just not working for you. That that jumpsuit ain't working for you. In my opinion, right. you might like right. it, but my opinion, it's my opinion. Right. Mm-hmm. I can recall I can recall the situation, man, with one of my mentors out in Los Angeles when I was about 18, maybe 18, 18 and 19 years old. We was getting this huge deal, and we needed we needed a, um, a producer and an engineer. So we go over to mm-hmm. this guy's house, and he pops in the tape back then, you know, the cassette tapes, and he's listening to everything that we did. And, we, you know, mind you, we hadn't put, you know, some pretty good, you know, time and effort and, and money into this project before we got the deal. And, okay. you know, the guy stopped the tape midway through, and he says, um, yeah, the singing's good and, you know, the production is okay, um, but, you know, the mixes are, uh, you know, the subpar. So I was like, I'm looking at him like, you know what I'm saying? And that back then I was seriously arrogant. I'm like, this, what, what do you mean? We done walked in and got this deal. And you talking this crazy shit to us? We trying to hire right. you. You trying to get this money? So right. I told him, I was like, you know, an opinion is just like an asshole. Everyone asks. <laughs> right. So he looked at me and he orange juice from the table. He's like, man, you niggas get out of here. I'm like, what are you talking about? He's like, so you think that I'm, I'm hating you because, you know, I don't like is has done for your uh, to your music. You know. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I'm like, I'm like, yeah, you hating on that? You hating on that, man? So he was like, no, right. your shit is just shitty, you know. So I said, can you do that? He said, yeah, before breakfast. Right. So I was like, okay. So you know, fast forward time, the guy uh, turned out a great, great album for us, and he became my business partner with the Vault Recording Studios. But as mm-hmm. a young man, I thought he was hating. Now this guy hadn't yeah. had 20 years experience when I met him. And I'm just getting into the business, but I'm saying he hating. Mm-hmm. That was some idiot. That that was some idiot type shit that was coming out of my mouth at that time. Yeah, you know, but yeah. that, that's because I didn't understand the difference between disagreeing and someone truly not liking what I do. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, right. Right. yeah. It's a process, bro. I mean, I, I mean, I'm, I'm not going to sit here on this show and lie, man. I mean, I really just came with a, a great grasp of that probably over the past four or five years, to be honest with you, because, you know, sometimes when you have a disagreement with somebody, whether you start to disagree or not, they pull you in a negative um, energy that it becomes an argument. And then once it becomes that argument, then all of a sudden you may find yourself feeling some type of um, hate or dislike toward that person because of the way it was brought to you or the way they said it or the way you said something. So it took me a long time to get to a place where – I cannot control the next person's energy or the next person's response. Just simply listen to exactly what they're saying, 
give them an opportunity to finish their statement. Don't cut them off, no matter how they approach you. And then once they're through and you ask them, you're through, then come with your response and address whatever issues you have. And once you're able to do that, if you're able to do that, then just let it go. You know, because sometimes when you have a disagreement, especially when two people are so firm on their beliefs or opinions or whatever it is, it's not going to be a resolution. I think everyone always wants to have, like, quote-unquote closure or resolutions to a certain situation. Uh But the reality is, is a lot of times you don't get that closure. A lot of times you don't get that resolution. Exactly. It's 21 after the hour, man. We're going to take a real quick break, and we're going to get back to some of the facts on uh, disagreeing and hating and, and some, you know, hot you know hot and heated topics around the country and across the world. And uh, we'll get the thoughts off from the folks on this. We'll be back right after the break, folks. Brooklyn, New York, born and raised. Vivian comes from anything but a happy home. She is sheltered, young, and beautiful with a life that is filled with drama and pain, trusting no one. Vivian makes a habit of covering up her bruises and pretending that all is well. DeMarco is a young police officer who thinks he is living the perfect married life. The unforgiving streets of Queens, New York are about to show him that he couldn't be more wrong. His wife's dirty secrets are exposed and DeMarco is left to decide if he still wants his marriage. Intimidated by Love by Melody S. Available now at all online book retailers. What's going on, everybody? This is your girl, Bianca Fly. If you're looking for an amazing show with fantastic guests from book authors, entrepreneurs, poets, music artists, and more, then I want to invite you to the Beautiful Butterfly Show. Coming to you live and direct each and every Tuesday and Thursday at 6.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time right here on your radio network. Social mores take over a lot, and our trends take over a lot. 
with the way that we use our words. So a lot of times when I hear people speaking on this topic and they're calling people haters and they're saying stuff like that, you know, I'm I'm wondering, you know, what exactly do they mean when they're saying it? And if it's literal, then there's a problem because um, really the the words that we use with other people outside of ourselves are very important, first of all. And if we're using statements that don't really represent our true feelings, then that's a problem because that's a communication problem. And when I hear a lot of people, you know, that because someone doesn't agree with their stance on a subject matter or on a topic or any position from clothing to style to, you know, just their internal beliefs, you know, mm-hmm. a lot of response to that is, well, that's just a hater. You're just hating, you know. And if that's in literal terms, then that's inappropriate because all of us are created differently. No two people on earth are the same. They're all different. And because my stance is different or my views are different or my opinions are different, it has nothing to do with my emotional love or hate position. I find it very confusing. I find it very confusing to other people, especially in a relationship, and it concerns me most in relationships. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so you would say you would say you would say when someone actually says that uh, the person that's saying that you're hating on me, you would say that they should actually do a little dissecting from within. Is that what you're saying? Is that how I'm interpreting that? That's that. Yes, that's pretty. That's a pretty clear interpretation of what I'm actually saying. Okay. You know, because okay. I, I'm not. I'm not. You know, as a, as an individual, you have to you have to think of it in this way. As an individual person, I cannot be. Re- Responsible for what's on the inside of another human being. The only way that I can get what's on the inside is what you say or what you do or what you allow me to feel from you as another person. So the way we communicate is very, very important because words are like stacks of objects, whether it's a stack of gold, whether it's a stack of paper, it mounts up. And if the communication between two people or a group of people is that there's the word hate involved and it really has no significant meaning, it's just a a social moray or just some words that are being thrown out there as slang instead of a true emotional stance, that's creating a communication issue. And like I said, my my reason for wanting to call in and be a part of this conversation today was because of my concern in relationships. I'm seeing relationships turn in a direction that they shouldn't simply because of the communication that's going on between right. the couples or between the, the parent and child or between the family um Dynamic, the whole family dynamics, no matter what they are. So, I'm very concerned so, that we, um, yes, right. So, so pretty much, uh, your, your concern is um, how we actually interpret something when someone disagrees with us. Uh, if you say, "Hey, hey, little brother, I don't like X, Y, and Z," and to me, you know, to me, that's just your opinion. And if it's something that holds uh, holds some merit. I'm going to actually start looking at that because you wouldn't be suggesting that because you speak to me out of love. So I'm not going to automatically go to, oh, Renee is just hating on me. This is some bullshit. Right. I'm not going to go to that automatically. But I right. get what you're saying when we talk about the um, – and unfortunately a, a high percentage of folks do lack a, a communication when when it's time to communicate with one another. And, those you know, those mm-hmm. lines get blurred and – the conversation get blurred because we're really talking at one another. One's talking Portuguese while the other one's talking English. Exactly. We get no understanding. Exactly. Right. If you're using words just as slang, and I and I, I reiterate that, if you're using words in slang when you're talking about issues, you know, or in this case, a difference of opinion, and saying, you know, well, 
you know, well, that's just, he's just hating on me. You're using the word hate. The definition of hate is a strong dislike very for strong. someone, a yeah. very strong dislike for someone. And if you're telling them that they're hating on you or that they're, you know, because they have a difference of opinion, I think that's not appropriate. You should really be saying, I have a difference of opinion and it's okay because we're right. not the same. And That's you should always that. value that having difference. Yeah, so I have you, a difference of opinion, it, but it, and it in no way affects the feelings or the relationship that I have. My word right. here in this, this situation doesn't do that. I'm going to start using that. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to start using uh, I have a difference of opinion. But you know me, they're probably going to say I'm being a smart ass. But, <laughs> of course. <laughs> Of course. But you know what? If you start using it, you'll start believing it. And if you start believing it, it'll become you. And Mm -hmm. if you just have a difference of opinion, I think you should say, I have a difference of opinion. Or I don't feel that way about it. Whatever is appropriately, the, the appropriate answer should be the response. Not some slang, a social, you know, accepted term to try to communicate because if you're communicating on serious and we have mm-hmm. we're in a we're in a serious direction of miscommunication, especially with our youth, because now they don't even text in whole words, they don't even text in whole sentences. They they are very lost when it comes to expressing their emotions. So they pick mm-hmm. up words like slang and and other stuff in order to try to describe what they're feeling, but it's it's way, way off. They're right. not even, the words that they're choosing has nothing to do. Because, you know, I, I, I was the administrator for our Jefferson Parish Sheriff's Office band, and I had a mm-hmm. group of teenagers that I was um, interacting with on a daily basis that were 13 to 19 years of age. And the okay. children, when, you know, the, when I started really observing and understanding how their communications were being lost, even when they tried to communicate with me about serious issues, um, even if it was a disciplinary issue and they tried to express themselves about their position, when I got down to it, it was like I had to really ask them questions to have them to understand what, what transpired. They were not able to articulate their position or articulate what had happened or um, articulate the whole scenario. They would just say, well, oh, Mr. Nasa, you know, they would go into all of these little short grumpets, I call them, right. where they, wouldn't, they weren't able to even communicate or articulate the way that they felt. So for me, I view that as a, a position of socialism that needs to be corrected because it's going in the wrong direction. And miscommunication calls wars, man, look. <laughs> Let, let me let me bring Anthony in on this because that's that's powerful what you said about um you're talking about the youth and and how they they're rambling and they're not you know completing full sentences. Anthony, do you believe that the, the the educational system has a part to do with that? I'm sorry, repeat that question one more time, brother. When 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 Renee was talking about she was um speaking to these group of kids and you know when she was throwing questions out to them and whatnot, they couldn't really respond to her in a um, I wouldn't say an articulate way, but they ramble on. Well, was that your words, Renee? Well, they they actually would use little snippets. I call them I call them grumpets because they were grump they were just <laughs> they were just really grumbling along. You know, they was they right. were frustrated because they couldn't express themselves. So they would use just this little, you know, it's cool. You know, man, no, don't worry about it. It's cool. You know, I, I got this. I got this. You know. And really and truly, there was a serious issue that really needed to be resolved or we had to get to the bottom of what really happened. You know, sometimes they were being accused of something that really didn't happen. But they would just take the position because they couldn't express themselves. And when I questioned them and say, well, well, where were you? And what time of day was it? And who was there? And, you know, did anybody pass, put their hands on each other? And if so, in what fashion? Did they grab them? Did they, you know... They were able to fully describe the incident, but had it not been for my prying and prodding, you know, a lot of these kids would have turned 
um, away if I would have just left it with their, I got this, and don't worry about it, and it's cool, and, you know, it ain't nothing but a thing. And, you know, if if I had just left all of that alone, sometimes there were fires that needed to be put out. Two kids were really upset with each other and were planning and plotting stuff. Right. And if I wasn't able to, to wade my way through it. So what I'm saying is their inability to communicate is a serious issue. I saw it firsthand. And many people aren't aware of it because they're not listening to what these kids are saying, nor right. do they understand the consequences of them. You know, I've seen situations where people are questioned by authorities, other authorities, and if they're not able to tell them in their own words what happened, basically it's a shutdown for them. And no one's going to hey, go through what, the what, trouble what to try to that, help them. What do you think that mm-hmm. problem stems from, Anthony, when, you know, we're talking about youth at this point, has a problem with uh, communicating and uh, conveying how they really, you know, come across without Uh, grumbling, as Renee would say. Well, from what she was describing, um, I would say it comes from, like, maybe parenting um, or or seeing someone older than them um, act in that manner or respond in that manner. And then then it also sounds like defense, a defense mechanism or defense system. Um, that that a lot of us do have because I mean you can you can talk to some adults and you you might bring something up with them and they're like oh no it's cool I'm all right don't worry about it I'll take care of it because I think us as a whole some people just don't like to express themselves or leave themselves open um, for emotional display to try to you know to figure out what their inner problems are it's a process so it doesn't surprise me um, that you see that especially in teenage kids now what you can try to do to kind of open them up is kind of like show your side, show your emotional side, or show how you are, show how you try to deal with certain problems. And even still, it's going to be a process with them. You know, I, I dealt with that with my daughter and my son as well. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I, I agree. So, so I, I just... Go, go ahead. Right, go ahead. As a minister, though, you know, he was right about not only is it a youth problem, it's, an, it's a problem with adults, and it's a, it's a problem in adult relationships. And that's mm-hmm. a serious issue, too, because people are hurt or they're, um, they have an emotional, a physical, and a financial investment in each other, and they do not understand that in order to protect that, it takes a hundred percent pouring in of nakedness. We have to be real with mm-hmm. each other because mm-hmm. you're the builders of your your situation and your future together. There are no other players. There are no mm-hmm. other there is no other relief unless you bring in a third party. So in order to Sorry. properly construct a healthy environment for two people and their children and whomever else may be involved they have got to be able to be naked with their feelings with each other because that is what they're really dealing with. They're, those so Renee, feelings, because yes. So Renee, let me let me ask you this because uh, I mean I hear that a lot of times people saying you have to be naked with your feelings or, or start from scratch and be completely open, and that's fine. I agree with you. But for someone who's never done that, someone who's lived the first 16 years or the first 40 years of their life never doing that, how do you mm-hmm. kind of like um, reprogram a person to show them how to do that? I think that would be more important to explain to our listeners um, than yeah. just saying this is what you have to do. How, how, how would you instruct or what would you suggest for a person who has never done that to start on that path? Well, I can only take you from my own experience, and of course, I am a minister and a, and, uh, a counselor. Uh, you know, so mm-hmm. counseling couples has helped me to be able to understand what a lot of these issues are, and that's that's the that's where I'm coming from with this knowledge about the experiences that I've had with other people. I think that if a person has lacked this in their entire life, they really don't know how. And they are, they feel very vulnerable, you know, when it comes to expressing themselves or putting it all out there or being completely naked. And I find it very, even more so that it's an issue for men because men were framed mostly um, by their peers to be, you know, 
expressionless about their true feelings and their emotions. So those things have helped to fortify the position that being open or being naked in my relationship is how I'm supposed to be. But I challenge them to understand this. If you are in a relationship with someone else, There is nothing that another person can do to peer inside of your head or skin to see your heart or your mind to truly understand you unless you reveal you. Now, anything less than absolute revelation to the other person about your position, your feelings, your emotions about anything is being untruthful. Many people don't like to hear that. They say, well, no, I'm a, I'm a truthful person. You know, I've been truthful in a relationship, you know, and then when we get into it, you know, they will take the position that I, I don't tell her how I feel because, you know, I, I know, you know, I shouldn't be talking to my woman and burdening my woman with my feelings, you know, and telling her I'm scared and telling her that, you know, what happened on the job because I'm supposed to keep that to myself. Well, if you're in this position now where she never knew you were having those difficulties and you appear to be strong and you really and truly weren't, you were perpetrating a serious emotional crime. Wow. Now, now. You did not now, allow not just, her. Renee, before you, before you go forward, let's not just jump on the men here because there are some women out there. With no, 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 there are women. Oh, I'm sorry. I, I, I didn't want it to sound like that, and you're absolutely okay. right, because there are a lot of women that have been tormented by past hurts, past mm-hmm. situations that get into a relationship and drag the the past into where they are in their future, too. All right. of it's brought from a position, either being reared, like I say, with the men, with, you know, the social rearing with their peers, that you got to be tough, you don't, you don't leak out the heart, man, you, you keep the head and the heart under wraps, you know, and stuff like that, all of that bad advice that they get. Women do it for a different reason in most cases, but they do it too. It is mutually done, and that's why the the field of psychiatry and the field of counseling is such a prevalent thing because what one doesn't understand is absolute truth is right, and it will always yield the results that it's supposed to yield. And anything other than that, you're not really dealing with what you're dealing with. You can't deal with love and loving someone else if they don't know you. They've so got so to know nutshell, you. In a nutshell, that line between disagreeing, agreement, and, and hating, um, we can actually fix that stuff through becoming purely transparent and naked with any within any relationship friendships and communication um, and com- through communication through talking right. and being truthful yes right okay yeah i totally i totally get that i think me personally i think that um i got a great balance uh coming up because i had older sisters and and, and older sisters who expressed themselves and were able to um, right. pour some of that into me so I got to balance, the, you know, the older sister thing and, and then with my father and then growing up with my brothers and all that stuff. So I think I got a good balance of that uh, as far as communicating how I truly feel, whether it comes out in a negative way or a positive way, it's communicated. But for a lot of folks, yeah. I, I know a lot of folks personally that, that struggle with communicating. And um, yeah. that's where that, that line is it, a very thin line between the disagreeing and hating because you're not really hearing that person. If I'm saying something authentically uh, true to you and honest and giving you my honest opinion, again, that doesn't mean <laughs> right. that I'm, I'm, I'm hating you. That means that I'm disagreeing no. with you. I'm lovingly disagreeing right, with you. Right, right. And we can yes. actually continue to push forward and pass that. Exactly. You know? The raw words. You know what? My husband and I vowed one thing when we met 
and married and loved each other for years and years, we made a vow that even if I had to say or remind you of something about yourself that wasn't quite right or I didn't like or just I felt like you let me down or I felt like, you know, you should have gotten more involved, whatever it was, we made a decision that that truth and that conversation was only that. It had no more weight to it. And many times we have gotten to the top of our voices trying to express our point and being trying to be louder than the other one, making our point be the right point. But guess what? After it was over, you know, a lot of times you know what we would do? Then you want to go to the show now? <laughs> you, want, you want to go get some beignets? Oh, you know, whatever. Because we agree that that moment and that particular situation was that just that. It could have no more life, no more anything in our relationship. Now, that's what I call the pinnacle of communication. I call that the pinnacle of communication because you guys set set out to do that. This is what you agreed on. We did. We agreed to. You agreed on yes. this in the beginning. So, hey, this is yes. law. This is written in stone here. This, this is law. Right. This is what we, no one could actually go back and change that law because this is what we agreed no. on. So this is that's what we're right. going to do. That's so what that, we're going to do. Yeah. yeah, that's good stuff. And it right was there. healthy. It was really healthy because we could have our express our emotions, like I said, even to the top of our voices. And then when that that moment was over, we understood. We both understood it had nothing to do with how much we loved each other. You know, it had nothing to do with anything other than that particular issue that we were talking about, and we'd leave it right there. That's a great point, and not only in relationship but in friendship as well. When the lines get blurred, when when someone says something that you don't like, they they attribute mm-hmm. that to, to hate or they attribute that to no. you know oh you don't not. like me or this and that no if you if I'm it's truly in a relationship that. with you or a friendship with you I should mm-hmm. be able to disagree with you on certain things because if you if Anthony if Anthony is my business partner Renee and if he agreed with me on every single thing it, that that business relationship wouldn't last. Well, the two and of you could person. never grow because you got to remember that each of you has stuff within you that's fitting for the relationship. And in order exactly. for you to value, to get the most out of what you could be dynamically as two, see, the power of two is greater than the power of one. So the power right. of two has an awesome advantage over one, and you could never, if you shut down any time that there was not a, the a, a one-pointed view, one-sided view on everything, you would never be able to grow. Each person brings something different to the table. And a lot of times what people don't understand is when we disagree, it could be a learning moment for one of us. All okay. disagreement Explain is that. not bad. All disagreement is not bad because if I am the totality of what I know today, if something is presented to me that's unlike what I'm aware of, know about, or have experienced in the past, then I may reject it and think it's crazy and it's bullcrap, right. okay? But right. if I listen, even if I don't agree and I listen and I go and do my little research or whatever I have to do and go, you know what? Wow, that was really true. You gained another door, and I believe that life has lots of doors and windows. You gained another one. Explain that, and we're going to take a real quick break. But I want you to, I want you to get to that gain another door. What do you mean by that when you say that you gain another door? Every part of our being, to me, I view it as uh, either a door that's open or a door that's closed. If you are in the business of becoming a mature, healthy, well-rounded, wealthy um, person, you must be a person that is willing to go through doors. Most of what a door does is keep people out of things. If you have a mind that believes that I can walk through someone else's 
world and they can give me something from theirs that can help me, then you've walked through the door to their world. And their world may have something in it that's valuable, that could become valuable, or could even give you, could be a nugget that send you on a wealth spree. Just one that's little nugget stuff. from from one person. We're gonna hold. We're gonna hold it there, Renee. Can you stay with us for another ten minutes? We gotta pay these bills real quick. Okay, pay the bills, baby. Pay the bills. All right. <laughs> we'll be right back, folks. Have you ever sat down and simply wanted someone to fully understand your life? Someone who wakes up every day and does their best to provide and protect their loved ones the way you do. Someone who has been confused, lost, scared, or just trying to figure out how to balance their life spiritually, physically, emotionally, and financially? If so, Life is Outstanding is the book for you. Anthony promises his readers that you don't have to be perfect to live an outstanding life. Check out the creative work of the author, Trent Williams, of www.taylorkennedymedia.com. Chapter of the Delta gives us a peek at his life-changing events. And if that's not enough, Trent tells you more about his brothers and his life through memoirs in his book, The Four Horsemen. His blogs and daily stimulating quotes are published in his book, Life's Little Addiction. And when you have a need of some human coaching of life and relationships, take a look at Conversations with Trent, Volume 1 and 2, and Conversations with Trent, Limited Edition. You will find his work available at Amazon, Barnes & Noble, and all online book retailers. Perseverance. Walking in and through your purpose takes courage and strength. When you catch a 20-second glimpse of your vision, grab hold to it like your life will end tomorrow. Great day, beautiful people. God thought enough of me and allowed me to see my destiny as my lungs collapsed and I struggled to catch my breath. The year was 2011, while at a book signing in Atlanta for my first published book. My purpose came full circle in March 2010 as a great man transferred his greatness and drive into me. When I began writing, I questioned myself daily, asking myself, where did this gift come from? As I continued this journey, I started having dreams of quotes coming to me in my sleep. I ignored every word that would come to me for about a year and a half. On December 1st, 2011, my life changed forever. Under normal circumstances, I should have died that day, as I desperately tried to lift what seemed like a 500-pound weight off of my chest. But I was fortunate to meet and see my destiny without walking right into it. I was blessed to get a glance at the past. That's where my determination and drive is generated. Six books, with the seventh one on the way, along with 1,533 quotes later, I'm just getting started. Be epic and know, and keep in mind, it's not me, it's him. We're back, folks, and we're back. That was uh, the good brother, Anthony D. Collins, with Life is Outstanding, and the other books uh, from yours truly. Um, Here, you can actually grab those books through the YRN 1328 app. Um, YRN1328, download that free app to your Android or iPhone, and uh, just click on the menu tab, and you'll see all the great things we got uh, to offer you guys there. Good stuff. So, opening doors, going through other doors and adjacent doors, Renee, when you talk about, yeah. I, I thought that was very profound, when you're saying that could actually open up another door to someone else's life, or you going into a new life, and all that good stuff. Um, I found that very nice. I, I like that. Well, you know, just think of the situation where you where we're talking about the lack of communication between couples. You know, if you think of a door, a door basically is designed to keep people out. I mean, most people that are on the inside of the door think, you know, I got to keep everybody out, so I, I have this device that hinges that's on a hinge that that keeps people out. I put it in place, I lock it, and I keep people out. Well, guess what? People do the same thing to themselves. They do this exact same thing because of their past life history. They will lock portions of themselves away. Now, going into someone else's door and them allowing you into the door is like a friendly host that's inviting you to visit their house. 
at first right. you're limited to only maybe the foyer. On the second visit, you may be able to come into the living room. The next place you might be able to come in and have a, a meal, you know, and, and it goes on and on from there. But if you don't if you don't understand that everyone has a door and a gatekeeper and if you what what we put out either allows them to feel comfortable enough to let us through the door or they shut us out, then that's not a good healthy position to be in in life because like I said, believe it or not, one of the the best experiences that I've ever had in my my entire life or the most enlightening, I should say, when it comes to wealth and wealth principles was from a guy that had lost everything and was living on the street. Mm-hmm. And as a police officer, I used to take care of those people in my base. And this guy, when I got to know him, at first he wouldn't talk, you know, he wasn't communi- communicative at all. But as he got to see that I would go and bring them food and bring stuff to them, he started to open up. Well, I've learned that this guy had a Fortune 500 company in Texas, and he collapsed into, you know, the loss and didn't want anything else to do with life. But guess what? This guy was brilliant. He was wow. a business. Real, he was a genius. I mean, and had I not, had I looked at him and surmised who he was based on where he was at that point in life, I could have really not benefited from all the, the powerful um, imagery that he gave me about the confidence that's needed in order to propel yourself into levels of life. He gave right. me that as a gift because I, I cared you, enough I you, I, to open his door. I, I hate to do this to the, to the listening audience, and I know it was a surprise to bring uh, my sister through, but I knew she was actually going to be um, – a force to be reckoned with uh, coming through with a, a wealth of knowledge. Uh, that's where a lot of, uh, you know, she rubbed off on me and some of that, you know, I'm proud to say that I got some of that from her. Um, but we're going to have to bring it to a close. Hopefully we could get her back real soon if uh, <laughs> we could have one of these six-hour conversations like we had uh, a couple of days ago over breakfast. So it's good stuff. Yeah. Uh, good stuff. Real, real good stuff. Yeah. I'm really honored and, and, and proud, and um, you should see me. I'm smiling. I can't believe that you, uh, you're on the show here with me. So that's good stuff. Anthony, you got any closing remarks, man, uh, for my sister or for the uh, for the audience? Oh no, I just want to take the time to um, thank everybody and a special thanks to uh, Renee for coming on and, and dropping her knowledge and sharing, being willing to sharing uh, some of her own testimonies and the testimony of the um, the guy from the 500 Fortune Company who went through his field. Um, again, just you know, keep thank you for downloading the app and keep you know for people who don't know who has the app, just tell them to download it. Check us out, YREN 1328. It's free on your Google Store if you got an Android, your iPhone, and things of that nature. And just keep watching what we got going on in the future. That's about it, bro. There it is. There it is. Appreciate you, bro. Yeah. Okay, so, guys. So Renee, have gonna, a great gonna, day. Now we got, we got to close out with your with your closing remarks, uh, Renee. Well, if you the issue that we were talking about initially was the thin line between, you know, people feeling that they're being hated or is that a true or valid position, you know, when people say that. Mm-hmm. I I now want people to know everything is about is for us to determine. We are the architects of our lives. You have to understand that communication, and if, you, if you're if you not appropriately addressing the true feelings and using the true words to determine and say and state to another person what you're really feeling, stop using slang to define your feelings because the other person don't really know, and it's not hating when somebody disagrees. There it is, and we're going to drop the mic on that one. Uh, I'm not going to go behind my big sister with that one because I probably wouldn't measure up to it. But that's good stuff. Uh, until next, uh, actually not this Saturday coming, but the following Saturday, uh, Anthony and I will be back with your energy, your world. Uh, on Saturday coming, it will be Melody's Corner out of Atlanta. Um, during the week, Brother Ramiel out of Sacramento, California. And then B-Fly is back from vacation 
uh, out of North Carolina with the beautiful Butterfly Show, and then Sherry P on uh, on Wednesdays, as usual with the prices mining on Fridays. Conversations with Trent featuring Lisa Tillman Page. We truly appreciate all the support from all the listeners and whatnot. And uh, again, I love you and I appreciate you, Renee, for coming through and um, blessing our, no blessing our audience. Here. Okay. Anytime, you guys have brother. Great, you guys have no a great pleasure. weekend. You guys be happy. Bye bye. Bye bye.